Good afternoon. Good morning. It's Asher. Good afternoon, whatever it is for you. Good afternoon. Afternoon? It's, it's morning time. Yes, but when they listen, it will be afternoon. Oh, right. Assuming they listen right away. Anyways, let's get started. How are you doing today, Rainer? I'm good. I'm tired. Uh, we're waking up early to grind this out on a Sunday. It's Father's Day. Got a lot of fest festibilities, whatever you want to call it, lined up. Not really, but yeah, it's going to be a good day. And you don't have a lot of festivities planned because you are a oh. father. Uh, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> okay. Um, that was just uh, checking. <laughs> definitely incorrect. Anyways, um, last week was quite an interesting podcast, and yeah, left us with a cliffhanger of a brain teaser. So, could you do us a huge favor? And tell us the answer. Sure. I'll also go ahead and uh, read the brain teaser as well so that we can all remember what it is, what it was. So here it is. Always old, sometimes new, never sad, sometimes blue, never empty, sometimes full, never pushing, always pulling. What am I? Hmm. And the answer is the moon. The moon. I should have known that. Right. Like I said, it was more of a riddle for last week, but it was uh, definitely a challenging one. And for those of you who guessed correctly, congratulations. Good job. That's fantastic. And what I want to do is I want to just share a random fact of the day uh, before we get started. Okay. Um, And the random fact of the day is... There are now more human twins being born in the world now more than ever before. Hmm. Statistically, they have gone up from nine twins per thousand delivery to 12 twins per delivery, a thousand deliveries. Wow. I just got a, just got an order with Etsy. (laughs) Not to minimize your me. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Is that the sound that yeah. you get when you yeah, it's get like a Etsy? little cash register going on, but um, not to minimize your amazing pact, <laughs> and not to say I was distracted at all, but um, basically, I I guess I'm a little bit uh, confused as to why there's so many twins being born. Is it because of the milk we're drinking, or I don't know. <laughs> um, it didn't give me an answer. Um, it just said that. <laughs> There were more twins in the world now. Uh, if we look at it more in a biologic uh, aspect, it may be because there's more twin genes in the pool. Oh, like, the pool that we swim in? You know. Oh, is, my gosh. Is that how, is that how, is that how we're made? <laughs> okay, so talking <laughs> talking about Are we twinning? Oh, my God. It's too early for this. But my future mother-in-law, her pool was uh, kind of dirty, and I spent like the week cleaning it out, completely drained it, uh, washed it out, um, and I actually recently started filling it back up. And so let me tell you, if you ever want to like just be totally rewarded with hard work, clean out a dirty pool. Because wow. once you start putting that clean water in, 
you could just like you're just so excited to jump in the pool. Did you did you have to put some chlorine in there and all the treatment? Yeah. Chemical treatments? Yeah. I had to do all the nice. treatments. And you in did you did you see any twins in the pool when you were there? Oh. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, they weren't they weren't in oh. there swimming around. No, not at all. A lot of tadpoles oh, okay. though. Okay. Those turn into twins, right? <laughs> Possible. Oh, man. Hey, that's a good story. So how long did that take you? How many days? Uh, it took me from start to finish about two weeks because, like, I started it. First, I had to drain it, and, you know, I only have one pump. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But the pump I, I, I got was, like, really nice. Um, and so it takes a while to completely drain it down. And I mean, you don't just she's got like a open up a drain and let it drain out. No, no, no. She has a drain, but what would have happened is that would have flooded her her um, her lawn, and she can't have that because her septic isn't the best. So I had to pump it out, and uh, probably isn't the best thing, but there is um, out. Like behind her house is like a uh, reservoir pond, and uh, I kind of just hosed my water into there. No, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that pond's probably gonna be cleaner than it's ever been, even with the dirty pool water. Well, I mean, there wasn't any more. There was chemicals in it, but not really because after a while they just become so diluted. Right. Um, and they were already felt uh, filtered through mm-hmm. with the the pump. Um, mm-hmm. I heard recently that the solution to pollution is dilution. Yeah, take the take... solution to pollution is dilution. <laughs> the solution to pollution is dilution. <laughs> yeah, just kind of take that and and uh, I I don't believe it, but you know, it's something somebody told me recently. Because uh, I don't understand how dilution could help climate change uh, well, <laughs> that's not at all what i was talking about <laughs> oh i said the solution to pollution not the solution to climate change i mean but that isn't that like like um the same thing kind of because if we have pollution pollution is what well isn't that kind of what causes you know climate change um it could i guess i i i, I think there's a possibility. Um, I think that uh, all the CO2 emissions are assumed to create holes in the ozone layer. And that is what people are saying is warming up our climate because more sun can come through. But Now, it's interesting that you mention that the solution to pollution is dilution. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough... They have this thing. It's called the whole effluent toxicity test, and that's acronym. I know you love acronyms, and that acronym is WET. Oh, um, um, I love it. Which, <laughs> and that's used to test toxicity uh, of effluent flowing into an uncontaminated waters. Oh, okay. Did you do that test on the pool water? No, no, I didn't. I but I could have used the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System, which is nipitz. 
Uh, that's funny. Yeah, how else are you going to get rid of the water? Are you going to, like, put it in a tanker truck and send it to a treatment plant? plant? No, I got... So, I watered grass with it. I mean, it, it's, it was really stinky. Oh, um, yuck. But I still you know, was able to water water the grass with it. Now, let's just kind of jump into podcast material because at this point we're nine minutes in and we've been droning on about pollution and pools and twins. You had been telling me since, I don't know, at least Wednesday that you have a story to tell. You're like, I got a story to tell. Well, I think now is the time to spill the beans. Okay, so the story is titled Sitting on a Plane. All right, so as you know, I traveled this week. And when I traveled, I had to fly on an airplane. And unfortunately, COVID restrictions are lighter now. So I was forced to sit next to a guy. And although I did do my little trick where I look on the seat map about 20 minutes before the plane departs and try to find a row that's completely empty and snipe an open seat, I did it, but they pulled a fast one on me because there must have been a family or something that had to sit together because as soon as I scanned my boarding pass to enter that plane, uh, unfortunately, I got put in the exit row. And oh no! Yeah, the, the the thing here is that people tend to like the exit row because they think it has more leg room, but the exit okay. row, in my opinion, is bad because these two following two reasons: one, you end up feeling like Atlas, the Greek god, I think Atlas, right? Because all the world's, uh, you're holding the world on your shoulders, and. If you're sitting in the seat, they require you to open up the emergency exit if you get in a crash. And the problem I see with that is if if somebody's sitting in that seat, they should get their seat for free because it's a lot of responsibility. They, their ticket should automatically be deducted in price or given to them free because you might have to potentially act as a, an employee to open up these doors for an uh, a scared and angry herd of people if they need to exit the plane quickly. Yeah. So that's the number one reason why I don't like exit seats. The second reason is even though they have more leg room, they tend not to have as much uh, retraction, I guess, or reclining. That's what it is. They tend to yeah. not recline as I much. I wasn't quite under <laughs> I wasn't really understanding the the retraction. Like, I was like, what are you retracting? Are you retracting the landing gear? I mean, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you corrected and said, re- yeah, re- yeah, reclination. But I can't even say it now. Yeah. <laughs> reclination is what I just said. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I get where you're going with that. And that's the second reason why I don't like the exit row. You can't recline as much. And, also, the seat kind of has a forward tilt to it, at least the one I sat in. So I felt like if we weren't climbing or going up in the air, it felt like I was going to slide out of my seat. So I did not like it. And okay. to make matters worse, with COVID being almost completely gone now, the airlines have gone back to putting people side by side without an extra seat next to them. 
So I had to sit by this guy who ended up being really nice. But it felt like I was a sardine because this guy was a bigger guy because he used to play football, and that's kind of a little bit of a, an alluding. I'm alluding. I'm alluding to the story. But anyways, I sit down, and unfortunately, I forgot to put my headphones in so that I could pretend. That's a bad decision. Yeah. you got to put exactly. your headphones in. Because if you don't do this, there's kind of like an unwritten rule. If he doesn't have headphones in and I don't have headphones in, you kind of have to say hi. You have to communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, honestly, you know what it is? It's the alliance of uh, airplane riders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's an unwritten. AAR. <laughs> it sounds like a, a weapon in Call of Duty, which I hope you have an update for us in a little bit. Oh, for sure, for sure. Basically, I sit down, and because I didn't put my headphones in, and because I generally like talking to people, I said hello, and I said, you know, the generic, hey, are you traveling for work or fun? You know, <laughs> started out. The- God, you you already sound like an employee. <laughs> yeah, it's just generic um, conversation starter that most people say when they're sitting by somebody, especially on a weekday traveling. Um, so the guy answers, says, oh, I'm traveling for work. And, you know, as a follow-up question, I say, oh, 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 what do you do? He says, well, I'm a defensive line coach for the University of Illinois. And it was at this moment that I said, oh, I have to 3D print this guy something. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So I get to talking to him, and I find out perhaps the most interesting fact about the University of Illinois. They used to be called the University of Illinois Fighting Illini. I believe is how you say it. And that would be a fighting Indian would be their mascot. Like an Indian, um, Native American Indian would be their mascot. But apparently, according to this guy, the university had to change their mascot because it was offensive to some people and it was in an effort to be PC, politically correct. Okay. So they changed their mascot to nothing else but a single letter. Their mascot is now an I. And as soon as I found this out, I literally started laughing. I was like... <laughs> That's kind of crazy, though. How... A single I. How can your mascot be a letter? I told him, first of all, there's no there's no I in team. Isn't that what you're telling your guys? <laughs> 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 and I could tell as soon as I said that, he, he kind of admitted defeat. Uh... And he, he yeah. just kind of laughed a little bit about it. But I felt bad. So what did I do? Well, I get out my phone and I show him what I make and what I 3D print. And I said, hey, you know what I can do for you? I can make you your mascot. I'll print you your mascot so you can put it on your desk and be the number one coach. And everybody will be jealous of your desk because you will have a 3D printed eye. And he agreed. He's like, I love that. He's like, I want one. Then I want one. And I partly did this and offered it to him because I felt bad for making fun of his college so much, his mascot. Um, So at any rate, I get his email and I go home and I start working on the eye. So I drew the University of Illinois. And if you have never seen it before, it has a blue border 
and then in the middle it's just orange, and it's filled in orange eye. Or, filled in with orange. So it's got a blue background or blue blue I guess border, and then an orange middle. Mm-hmm. And so I drew it up and I made it so that the outside would be about an inch wide. Um, mm-hmm. And I can show you a picture here, and I want you to read. The text I put on the mat, the, the eye. There's two sides of the eye, so I put something on each side. Okay, so what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing the University of Illinois eye. Uh, I see one that says, I is for Illinois. And then I see another one that says, I is for intensity. Wow, what a great, great word that you are using this is great but my favorite is the illinois one i is for illinois yeah well, that's pretty cool that's a really great design exactly and thank you but after thinking about this for a little bit i remember my my crappy joke that i told them about there's no i in team and unfortunately mm-hmm. this guy had no comeback for it so now if some bozo on a plane sits next to him and they get into this conversation again and he makes that joke he can say no but there is I in Illinois, and there is I in intensity. And with these things, mm-hmm. we are a winning team. That's the answer that I want to hear from this coach in the future. So <laughs> mm. I'm coaching the coach. <laughs> You're coaching the coach. Did you tell uh, Coach, it uh, looks like Coach Henry, uh, about our podcast? I did not. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, he, he, he was a cool guy, and I did not mind one bit uh, sitting next to him. And he gave me this project to do. So I designed it, and I went ahead and sent him a quick email and let him know that I had it done. I still haven't heard back from him. But I will share this this uh, CAD rendering for our audience to take a look at um, on, on our Facebook page. Now, we're, you know episode 24 or 25 into the podcast and every single week um, we produce some sort of content um, even if it's you know us early in the morning before our busy Sunday and our busy Father's Day um, we are always committed to putting out something now next week um, we're not going to have these these amazing projects from you since you will not be there. Well, yeah, uh, I, you're right. So next week, I, I have to take the week off, but uh, that's besides the point. I think that there might be a substitute in the future, if possible, mm-hmm. um, or yep. we may decide to take the entire next week off. But we'll see. Yes. We'll see if you can swing it to record solo with possibly bringing back substitute with a deeper voice. Yeah. We don't want to upset dad with the This is the substitute. <laughs> we don't want to upset dad with the yucky voice substitute again. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I brought that up though, Rainer, was that um you know, maybe you can give us an update still. Like you could send us maybe uh, a Facebook um Facebook page link that's saying, "Hey, uh, here's the update from Coach Henry. He decided to go with it. Um, just in case you're not on or we're not on next week uh, because our followers really like this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely we'll keep everybody up to speed on this project. Just like last week's project, the phone case holder 
for the running band. Um, I will sadly admit that, unfortunately, I was traveling a lot last week, and I had no way to um, print things. So I do have the next generation drawn, and I didn't even have time to upload a picture of it for our audience, which I will do. I'll try to do this week, at least, so they can see the two projects I'm currently working on. Yeah. So um, I do have the draft printed out like I talked about last week, but I will have to continue with that design and printing that uh, when my build plate becomes free. Now, um, this is kind of on the side of kind of talking about your Etsy shop, but July 4th is coming up, and you mentioned that you're going to be having a special project uh, product. Uh, do you have any idea what it is? And if you do, are you ready to reveal it uh, on podcast? I do not have a special project yet, um, but I am definitely planning to have something uh, for July 4th, the holiday of uh, wow. of this country, of being free. Yep. So Free. We are free. I mean, I will uh, I'll do my best to get something, something done, whether it's just a small little homage to the holiday or our country. We will we'll get that in, in the works here as one of my future projects. It's so great to be part of the ASA. Um, that's the US of A. <laughs> ASA. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So Call of Duty uh, Warzone, that popped off recently. Oh, did um, it? Thursday, Thursday, huge update. Season four, huge changes. Whoa. Um, yeah, I mean, this is incredible. It's not just a new uh, map the, this time. Like the last time when they added Verdansk. It's <laughs> 1984 Verdansk. What it is now is that they have a new vehicle. They've added the dirt bike. Oh, wow. So it's going to be more like GTA. <laughs> it's it's going to feel a lot like GTA. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really excited about that just to get on the game and play it. Um, you and I are pretty busy, so we, we haven't had time to really like do things. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to do is just get on the game and try it out. I have not played it yet. I'm excited to maybe get on it next week and try, but with my, my new job and still, working my old job, I have not had time to jump on and play the game. Right. So you're looking forward to the dirt bikes. Is there anything else new with this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They added a, basically a new game mode. It's called Groundfall. And your whole, like, point of that game is to find and secure new sat links uh, that triangulate the location of a falling satellite in Verdansk. And then your job is to loot that satellite to score exclusive loot and cash rewards during the game. So you can basically um, have a better advantage over your competition because you'll be, you know, having these special uh, satellite weapon charms um, and, and, and get extra XP and you'll have access to maybe some, some better, you know, what we call blueprints. So better in-game guns. Oh, they yeah. So they added, of course, brand new uh, battle pass as well. Oh, nice. So, so I guess the question I have with this new game mode is, 
if you collect something during a satellite, um, I guess, raid or satellite securement, do you get to keep that in your, like, main loadout or is it only in that game mode? Let's say you get a really good blueprint for a high-quality gun. Um, can you keep that for your other loadouts or is it only good for that game mode? It's only good for that game, yeah. You, you don't get to keep it unless you, you finish maybe a, a different type of what we call a it's a different type of man i'm trying to figure out the name of it. oh it's called an intel run so it's like a blue helicopter and you have to go to the intel run and they'll give you a blueprint blueprint that you can use across all games in the call of duty um, oh really atmosphere oh that's cool yeah yeah have you ever yeah. done an intel run oh many times oh, really? and i've gotten some pretty cool blueprints what, what's oh, yeah. your favorite blueprint i don't know off the top of my head i don't know the names oh um, <laughs> okay but that's it's nice that you can get blueprints because that's you have to usually pay for them. They're usually pretty expensive, mm-hmm. like twenty bucks for a blueprint. And they look really sick. They got really cool paint jobs on them. Right. Uh, finishing up with the Call of Duty, um, they've added red doors that have appeared in, in Verdansk. We're not really sure what they do yet. They. Uh, from some videos that I've seen, it looks like they take you to like different locations. They transport so the you to portals. different locations. They're portals, I believe. They have a lot oh, that's of loot cool. inside them. That's cool. Uh, I, I want to play. The new gulag. Yeah, they got a new gulag too. New gouge. What's a gulag? The gulag is where you go um, after you die for the first time, and then you're given a one more chance to live and be put back into Warzone. Um, it's like a small, tiny map, 1v1, and if you beat the other person, um, usually they give you like a pistol or a machine gun of some sort. Oh, you that's get to cool. You go back into the game. That's cool. It's like a second chance. Wow. So I, I have a question. Um, perhaps the most important question of all is, um, are there still hackers? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it's horrible. Hackers are are the bane of the Call of Duty existence. They are just there hacking, hacking, <laughs> hacking. You name it. We got wall hacks. We got aimbot. We got aimbot assist. We got aimbot real assist. I mean, you don't know how many people are hacking because, you know, they try to make it look like they're not hacking. Right. But once in a while, you will come across an actual hacker who is blatantly hacking in the lobby, uses aimbot, and it snaps on people's heads like faster than freaking Hussein Bolt going down the 500-meter dash. I mean, it is just incredible. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm always impressed with the hacker updates when you give a nice Call of Duty update. I like to hear about the hacker status, what people are generally thinking about the level of hackers, but it sounds like it's still inundated with quite a bit of hackers. Um, but it, the game is still playable, and uh, generally, you you seem like you're gonna you're gonna be happy with it when you get a chance to jump on and give it out a try. I'm gonna try it soon. Like I said, I'm really busy, and I will give a in detailed kind of review at the, maybe next podcast, maybe if you know I have a chance to jump on. But I'm looking forward to that. I think 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's going to be a great experience. Nice. Now, that's my Call of Duty update. I don't really have anything else other than that. Um, I don't know if you you know this, but did you know? This is just a crazy, crazy fact. I don't know why I know this. The first speeding ticket. Do you know how fast they were going for the first speeding ticket in the world? Um, wow, this is... I, short answer, no, but long answer, I can guess, and I can, I can tell you it's probably around 15 miles per hour. You know what? I would say you're pretty close. Oh, good. But mathematicians would not. Okay. Uh, it was eight miles per Whoa. hour. <laughs> and how did they even track that back then? I'm not sure. Uh, it was in um, an English vision called the Paddock Wood Kent. And basically the speed limit was five miles per hour. Okay. And somehow this <laughs> this buggy was going faster than that. Was it uh, electric or motor powered or did it have a horse power? No, it, it, it was a horse powered Oh, uh, what year? Device. What year was this? 1896. Oh, how many horsepowers? Looks like two horsepower. <laughs> 1896, the first ever speeding ticket. Wow. That's it. Imagine yeah. if they never did that. Maybe we would never have speeding tickets. That's well, I guess we're pretty That's a monumental that. moment in history. Wow. Monumental. It's a good story. I think it's time for the brain teaser, though. It is time for the brain teaser. Okay. So, without further um, ado, let's bring in the band and get that brain teaser music started in three, two, one. My brain teaser. teaser. <laughs> oh my god. You did every that on time, purpose. <laughs> every time. My brain teaser is very easy today. What kind of room has no doors or windows? Oh, man, this is easy. I think this is like the most classic brain teaser of all times. And I think we do have to feature it. So That's a good one. That's great. That's a really good one. What kind of door has no door? What kind of room <laughs> has no doors or windows? What kind of door has no door or windows? Um, I think that's pretty much every single door in my house. <laughs> Yeah, I want to just take some time to thank our listeners for continuing to support us every single week. Um, here we are again on a Sunday, ready for you to listen and enjoy our podcast. And if you don't enjoy our podcast, that's okay. It's not for this everyone. This is Rom-Com Boy. Yeah, <laughs> Rom-Com Boy makes an appearance every once in a while. But I, I just want to you know let our listeners know that we appreciate them. And we will always continue to make our podcast. And and uh, season one ends in December. So we are so excited to continue to, to do Heck this yeah. every single Heck week. Yeah. Um, now, I, I want to say something before we get too sappy here, like a, a maple tree in the middle of fall. But what, what I want to say here is that if you do know the answer to Asher's brain teener, you can reach out to the billplate podcast at gmail.com and drop your answer with a one-liner email or however many lines 
maybe tell us what you thought about the episode at the same time. And we will go ahead and send you a keychain if you are the first one to get that answer correctly. Thank you so very much, and you have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye, guys. This podcast has been produced and edited by Asher and Rainer Brown.